Coming up on this edition of Out of the Blue from Middle Tennessee State University, we introduce you to the new deans of the College of Liberal Arts and the James E. Walker Library. We also talk to Dr. Cedric Dent, who founded Take Six, the legendary gospel and jazz group, who's going to talk to us about a brand new scholarship he's starting. I'm Andrew Ottman, and this is Out of the Blue. The College of Liberal Arts has a new leader, Dr. Leah Lyons, who stepped into the role as dean on an interim basis following the departure of Dr. Karen Peterson to the University of Tulsa. Let's get to know Dr. Lyons and her plans for the College of Liberal Arts. Well, Dr. Lyons, thanks for joining us on the program. We appreciate your time. Thank you, Andrew. It's a pleasure to be here. So you have become the brand new interim dean for the College of Liberal Arts, but you're no stranger to our campus. Talk about what you've done previously for the College of Liberal Arts, and uh, I believe you are also an MTSU alumna. Yes, I am. So I started in the interim dean role on February 1st, but before that I served as associate dean in the college for about 18 months prior. And I'd actually been working within the college for a couple of years prior to that because I was the program director for the Master of Arts in Liberal Arts. So I've had several different roles within the college, and this is actually my 20th year teaching at MTSU. So I've been around for quite a while in different roles, serving as coordinator of the French program, serving as interim chair for the Department of World Languages, Literatures and Cultures, prior to my service in the college. So you can tell that I really love MTSU. <laughs> um, I graduated from MTSU back in uh, the previous century and went down the road to do some graduate work and came back. I just love MTSU and I'm so happy to be here, part of the faculty and now working in administration. I love the previous century line. That's pretty cool. Let's trace a, a, a lineage beginning with your role as a, as a French professor and how that has shaped your experiences here on campus. Sure. Well, I started here at MTSU in 2001, and I started as a full-time temporary instructor. I was still finishing my dissertation at Vanderbilt University and started teaching just introductory French classes and working with um, the exchange program that we had with a French university. Finally was uh, put on the tenure track and made it from assistant professor to associate professor and now to the rank of professor teaching um, various levels, including at our graduate level, the Master of Arts in Teaching program. So I've just enjoyed working with the students and teaching in my discipline, which is um, African literature written by women from West Africa, particularly Senegal. MALA, the Master of Arts and Liberal Arts, one of our most exciting new graduate degree programs because of its flexibility. Can you brag a little bit about your, your program? Yeah, one of the things that I really love about the Master of Arts and Liberal Arts is that flexibility and that students can really hone their um, skills and reach their goals by creating a program of study that's based on their interests. And so we have classes at the graduate level that are offered from all of the liberal arts disciplines, but then we have classes that are specific to the MALA program where students can engage their minds and, and explore what they are interested in and what they're passionate about. So many of our students come in knowing what they want to do and what they want to learn and study, but many don't, and they discover a new passion through the program. And that's one of the things that I was always really thrilled to see with the students is when that, that spark just lit up and they were able to find a new passion and develop a new skill set and a new interest that they hadn't known existed before. 
You mentioned passion, and it's clear that you've enjoyed so many of your roles as a professor, but it seems like we've been continuously turning to you to tap you on the shoulder and ask you to lead programs and step into uh, leadership voids. And right now, with the departure of Dr. Karen Peterson uh, to the University of Tulsa, you've been asked to run one of our most diverse colleges at the university. Uh, talk about how you became interested in becoming an academic administrator and your, and your new role now. Well, that's really an interesting story. You know, if you had asked me 20 years ago if I would be interested in university administration, the answer would have been an emphatic no. But that was really just based on my ignorance of what administrators do and, and the important role that they play. When I started as interim chair for my department, it's when I really realized that there's a lot of good work that can be done in administration to help faculty and to support student learning. And so now as interim dean for the college, I'm really excited about that opportunity to continue to support our 11 departments and to support all of our programs and our students um, in ways that I hadn't imagined before. It's just such a great opportunity for me, and I'm really excited for the possibilities for the college. We have done great work over the past decades, really. Since I've been here, the college has continually grown and expanded its reach, and I'm really excited to be a part of that going into the future. Talk about the future, the things that you want to see happen uh, while you're in this role, and what plans you have for the college. The College of Liberal Arts has a very bright future, and it has to do with the work we've been doing, establishing the value of the liberal arts on campus, in the community, and just, I look to continue that work in my role as interim dean. We are guided by a strategic plan that was developed by our faculty, staff, and students, and in that plan, we have um, outreach to high schools, community colleges, we have plans for um, strategic communication with the university and the community, even in sessions like this. So I thank you for that opportunity. And um, we're just looking forward to helping our students see the value of the liberal arts and understand that the skills that they're gaining in critical thinking, in critical reading, in um, being able to vet information for its validity and its value and then apply that to diverse situations. We want to help our students understand the value of the liberal arts and how those skills can be transferred into different settings um, so that they have a successful future doing the things that they want to do to contribute to our community. Well, Dr. Leah Lyons, the Interim Dean of the College of Liberal Arts here at MTSU. Dr. Lyons, congratulations and best of luck in the future. Thank you. And we'll be right back. I am True Blue. As a member of this diverse community, I am a valuable contributor to its progress and its success. I am engaged in the life of this community. I am a recipient and a giver. I am a listener and a speaker. I am honest in word and deed. I am committed to reason, not violence. I am a learner. Now and forever. I am a Blue Raider. I am a Blue Raider. I'm a Blue Raider. True Blue. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. 
Maybe you're just graduating high school or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities. I am True Blue. As a member of this diverse community, I am a valuable contributor to its progress and its success. I am engaged in the life of this community. I am a recipient and a giver. I am a listener and a speaker. I am honest in word and deed. I am committed to reason, not violence. I am a learner. Now and forever. I am a Blue Raider. I am a Blue Raider. I'm a Blue Raider. True Blue. Welcome back to Out of the Blue, I'm Andrew Ottman. Kathleen Schman joined us in January as Dean of the James E. Walker Library here on the campus of Middle Tennessee State University. She brings a wealth of experience into this new role and she shares with us her plans for the library, not only in the spring, but the upcoming fall semester. Well, Dean Schman, welcome to Middle Tennessee State University and our program, we're honored to have you. Thank you so much, I'm delighted to be here. Well. You're new to campus, you're relatively new in the job. I believe you started in January. So this is going to be the typical icebreaker question. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Where did you last work and what pointed you towards MTSU? So uh, I spent about uh, 25 years, almost 25 years at Northern Arizona University in Flagstaff, Arizona. I've been at the library the whole time I was there. I started as the ILL Shared Resources Librarian and then moved up to Head of Access Services. I did a couple stints as Interim Associate uh, Librarian, so kind of an uh, Associate Dean, and then I ended up uh, as a Director of Development and Communications from about 2006 until I uh, left in December. I love the size of the school, the focus on student success, uh, the size of the library. I just had always heard really great things about the institution. Well, we're, we're awfully glad we got you uh, from Arizona to here and safely. And now we're looking at the future and we're looking at the semester that's uh, upon us uh, for the spring, but also pointing towards the fall. So let's talk a little bit about both first. Uh, the spring semester, obviously you're, you're landing feet first into a new environment. What are some of your priorities uh, as you get to know the campus? Well, that has been uh, part of my uh, current process is to really set up meetings and to touch base with almost every area of campus that I can uh, um, meet with. It's really a great opportunity to understand the priorities across campus and not just what's in the, in the library because it's important for me to find ways to connect the priorities for the library with those that are happening across campus. And it's clear that student success, access, quality, all of those uh, key elements of the university's strategic plan are also priorities for the library. And I just want to make sure that the services, programs, um, 
oh, new resources that we might be identifying really align well with those. A six-month strategic, not strategic plan, an operating plan uh, that will help guide some of the current projects in place. We're in the process of an LC conversion project. So we're, uh, if you didn't know, the library is what's called in the Dewey Decimal uh, Classification System, uh, typically found in public libraries across the country. And um, many academic libraries are in a Library of Congress classification. And so it's just a, a different way to shelve and categorize books uh, on the shelves. This project started before I arrived, and they're in the process of a big shelf um, shift so they're actually physically moving the books from one set of stacks to another to kind of provide space for the new books to come in under the new classifications. Additionally, we're going to be implementing a new um, information library system for uh, the kind of the back end uh, infrastructure for the library's online systems. So when you go to check out a book, what does that process look like? And we're hoping that this new system will provide greater functionality, more reporting and analysis uh, for us, and just um, more simplified inventory management of the library's collections. You mentioned so many great features about our library and it serves all of our community so very well. What are some of the strengths that you immediately saw when you interviewed for the job and, and secured the job? And how is it going to help us during this current COVID-19 preparations and precautions uh, that uh, students, faculty, and staff are in the midst of? Yeah. Well, I think the library was very well positioned uh, with its online resources. One of its strengths, um, having come from an institution that was challenged um, with the budget and investment in online collections, I would say Middle Tennessee State University is doing extraordinarily well. Um, with its collections and online resources. And that is a huge piece in supporting faculty teaching and faculty research um, and student uh, access because students can get those resources regardless of where they're located. The staff, I understand, quickly pivoted in order to provide online support and services. And those are two things that I think were instrumental in uh, and strengths for this library and how they're able to kind of keep moving support and services forward, regardless of where uh, people are located. Uh, and that's, that's a background that I came from in, at NAU, is strong distance services, strong online services. So I understand the value of what those services provide to the, the end user. And so I think the other pieces that are really important is they had implemented a new service called Pull and Hold. And so if you haven't tried it, I encourage you to do so. Um, it is pretty fabulous in the sense that you find a book in the library's online collections and you want it, but you don't ha either have time to uh, come over and search the shelves or because we're doing this huge uh, shelf project and shifting, uh, it might be challenging to figure out where they're located. And so you just click a couple of buttons. Um, it will get uh, pulled and hold from staff. Uh, in the library and it'll be put on a shelf. They'll notify you as soon as it's ready and you just come in, pick it up, it's already checked out to you and, and take off. And so it makes it really easy to access um, print materials in the library. 
President McPhee, of course, is pointing us all towards a resumption of full operations with the fall semester. Have you had a chance to think through what that looks like for the Walker Library? And are there any changes in addition to the changes you've just mentioned that we need to be keeping in mind? Well, I think over the spring and summer, um, we're going to continue to analyze use of the building, um, what services um, students are taking advantage of. One of the things I've worked with our technology department is to extend uh, checkout periods of some of our equipment. Um, students right now are not able to come in and, and they don't want to just use a laptop for three or four hours. They need it for uh, several days. And so we're going to start um, changing the lending period for our laptops to three days as well as adding some new uh, equipment to our checkout pool. So they'll have access to digital cameras and Zoom audio recorders and other kinds of um, helpful technologies that might allow them to do their multimedia projects. Kathleen Schmand, the Dean of the James E. Walker Library at Middle Tennessee State University, the jewel of the campus. Dean, thanks for joining us. Thanks to your cat for joining us <laughs> and welcome to MTSU. Thank you so much. And we'll be right back. As a member of this diverse community, I am a valuable contributor to its progress and its success. I am engaged in the life of this community. I am a recipient and a giver. I'm a listener and a speaker. I am honest in word and deed. I am committed to reason, not violence. I am a learner. Now and forever. I am a Blue Raider. I am a Blue Raider. I'm a Blue Raider. True Blue. Nothing is more expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school, or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader, and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities. expensive than a missed opportunity that could have changed your life. Maybe you're just graduating high school or are working and need to earn a degree to advance your career. Or you aspire to be a leader and a graduate degree can make that happen. Whether you're just starting out or retooling for the future, Middle Tennessee State University can help you get there. MTSU, the University of Opportunities. 
Middle Tennessee State University offers more than 100 master's and doctoral degrees designed for working professionals. Many of MTSU's graduate programs are offered partially or completely online. More information is available at mtsu.edu graduate. Welcome back to Out of the Blue. I'm Andrew Ottman. Dr. Cedric Dent is a professor in the MTSU School of Music and a multiple Grammy winner. He's also a founder of Take Six, a legendary jazz and gospel group that influenced a whole genre of music. He joins us on Out of the Blue to talk about the Take Six Scholarship, something he started to help the remarkable students here at Middle Tennessee State University. Well, Dr. Dent, it's always an honor to talk with you, and I really appreciate you coming on the show. Welcome to Out of the Blue. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I've, I've caught some of your interviews, man. You, you get all the heavy hitters on campus. Well, I tell you what, multiple Grammy winner, fantastic professor, beloved by the students, and we're so very proud of you, Dr. Dent. It's uh, talk about heavy hitters. I think I landed the best one here. So <laughs> I, I, I want to talk about the Take Six Scholarship. I want to talk about uh, anything you want to share with me of what you've been doing with the pandemic. But I, I, I really want to dial back a little bit to just before the pandemic. Uh, David and Goliath, a big, a big hit, a big, big piece of music for Take Six. Uh, I noticed uh, that in February, just before we had all locked down, you were featured at Baylor University at a huge symposium, kind of talking about your role and your study of gospel music, but you really keyed it off that particular song. Can you talk and share a little bit about that? I, I sure will. As it turns out, the song David and Goliath, as recorded by Take Six, when anybody asks me, what is your favorite song that Take Six has recorded? I always say David and Goliath. And the reason is that was the song that literally clinched our record deal and launched our, uh, our, our careers. But it's also interesting because I did my uh, doctoral research for my uh, dissertation on quartet black religious quartet singing, which most of the songs on our very first record, Take Six's very first record, we drew from that repertoire. Um, I didn't know it at first uh, because the, the primary arranger was the guy that was doing all of these songs. And I, and I thought like most people when they first heard the record that this, this was all, all original material. When half of that material uh, went back decades uh, and uh, into the uh, black religious quartet tradition, and so uh, one of one of the uh, talks I've given more than once, really, but uh, the one that you're you you referenced at Baylor is uh, a comparative analysis of Take Six's version of David and Goliath and the original version that was recorded back in the early 1960s by a quartet called the Jubilee Four. The staying power of Take Six, I hear you all the time, uh, and the remarkable body of work that that group uh, has produced. Uh, you've, you've got to be so very proud of, of what you accomplished as a member of, of that group. I am. I am. Um, and I, I say this in all humility. Um, Take Six really sort of established a sound that many groups that come at, came after us begin to emulate. And it became a, a, a lot of the things that groups that we take for granted that acapella groups do now were started by Take Six. Take Six was the first to sort of extricate the bass singer in the ensemble in acapella singing and treat him like, say, an upright bass player. 
you know, so that he's walking from chord to chord. You hear that kind of thing all the time now. Mm -hmm. um, but Take Six was really the first one to do that, to move acapella vocal jazz singing from sort of a, a choral jazz sound um, to sort of an instrumental approach to ensemble singing. Mark Kibble, the guy who is the primary arranger, is the guy who just came up with this sound. So when we signed our record deal back in, our first record deal back in 87, 1987, the president of the, of the Nashville division of Warner Brothers said to us, I've never heard anything like this and that's why I'm drawn to you. Let's see what we can do. Even though I'm supposed to be releasing country music, this is so unique. Let's just record a record and see what happens. That's a remarkable story. We talk about Music City being more than country music and you're, you're living proof of it, Take Six is. That's a good segue into the Take Six Scholarship. Talk to us about what, why that was established and who you're hoping to help with it. You know, um, a good friend um, and a former pastor of mine, really, um, when I first, uh, I was talking to him and I said, this was around 2010 or so, just before I formally retired from Take Six. And I told him I wanted to establish a scholarship um, to create opportunities for students um, to learn more about what it is Take Six does number one, but I see so many talented students that just need a little financial help. If we can do something to help them, it'd be a wonderful way to give back. You know, one of the things that I think will last beyond Take Six uh, is the difference that we've made in students' lives by creating this scholarship. And uh, so I'm, I'm very proud that even though I left the group, the guys are still very supportive of the scholarship. Let's segue a little bit into this, this period of time we're in right now, the COVID-19 pandemic and all the precautions we had to take. Uh, I, I always like to ask talented faculty members like you, what have you been doing to keep on serving, keep on learning and, and offering up uh, new material during this time? Have you had any projects that we could talk about? You know, performing opportunities are less now, but um, still come around every now and then. And I'm, I'm, I'm really excited about uh, the piece uh, that I composed over the summer while I was locked down. I did a lot of composing, by the way, but I composed a particular piece that was inspired by Black Lives Matter protests uh, that, that uh, happened all across the country um, for uh, voice, piano, cello, and violin. Um, and uh, the uh, Stones River uh, what is it? Stones River Chamber Players. That's what it is. Uh, the, the faculty ensemble in, in the School of Music um, actually recorded it uh, just last month. Uh, and uh, it should be streaming now on, on uh, the School of Music uh, YouTube channel. I also just recently uh, recorded a uh, performance with the Jason Max Ferdinand Singers. Uh, some people may know who Jason is by the work that he's done with, the, with uh, this award-winning college choir of his down uh, in Huntsville, Alabama at uh, Oakwood University. They're called the Aeolians. Um, I've written a lot of pieces for them over the years, and we just recorded a live uh, performance um, for the Live from London's uh, 
series, choral series uh, of concerts. Uh, they've also premiered a piece that I wrote for them. Again, during the summer when I, everything was shut down and I, I got a lot of composition done. Wow, well, Dr. Dent, why am I not surprised that you keep on moving during, during all this time? Uh, I mean, we're so proud of you at MTSU and all that you've accomplished and all that you continue to do for our students. Dr. Cedric Dent, professor in the School of Music, emeritus member of Take Six, a multiple Grammy winner. Cedric, thank you for joining us on the program. Thank you, it was my pleasure. And that does wrap up another edition of Out of the Blue. You can find news and information about the campus 24 hours a day on our website, mtsunews.com. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for additional special content. And for news and information about our response to the COVID-19 crisis, go to mtsu.edu slash coronavirus. I'm Andrew Oppman. Stay safe, stay on course, and remain true blue. Out of the Blue is broadcast on Murfreesboro Cable Channel 9, Monday through Sunday at 11 a.m. and 1.30 p.m. on News Channel 5 Plus and on MTSU student station MT10. It's also available on other cable outlets in Middle Tennessee, so check your local listings. Out of the Blue is a production of MTSU's Division of Marketing and Communications and MTSU Audiovisual Services in the College of Education. Copyright 2021. All rights reserved.